You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's the uh, 14th of January, 2021. So we've made it through the second week. Uh, the world's still here. It's still mostly roundish. And as far as I can tell, still spinning in space going around the sun. So we survived so far. Yay. Uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always, Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. Dave, how are you this weird Thursday? I, I am I am doing great. You know what? I, I think you hit the nail on the head. I'm like, I have so far survived. So high five. Right? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of at this point, I'm just like, hey, here, here I am still uh Still breathing, so that's a perk, and uh, yeah, it, it, the world around us is getting. I, I'm referring to the tech world here. I'm just going to stay mm-hmm. off of politics right now because that's just uh, why I don't have the words for it. But um, the world around us is just fascinating right now, um, like from from some of the stuff that's going on, and we're going to be talking a lot about a variety of things. Dwayne Forrester making comments, things that have been reinforced in other areas on, on what he's talking like about AI and Smith and, and this, and that. like, it's just, a, it's, it's an academically fascinating time to, to be an SEO. It, it absolutely is. It is it's an academically fascinating time to be a techie in general. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to avoid politics as much as possible. Unfortunately, one of the weeks like we've had, you can't entirely avoid it. Um, but, we're going to go out of our way to try to uh, be um, cool about it. <laughs> How's that? Cool about it. For instance, you get this week. You cannot not talk about uh, the um, problem. What has to? I'm honestly, what has to be the greatest, the great, the great escape, or the greatest scrape? That's it. The greatest scrape. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ironically, would somebody? Ironically, this was a case where the Nazis were trying to escape. Um, we're trying to get away. Uh, the greatest, the greatest, greatest scrape. Okay, Parler got kicked off of the the the, the, the far right chat environment. Parler got kicked off of Amazon servers after um, its membership incited a uh, insurgency in the capital. Um, <laughs> just before it went down, it. Uh, well, didn't renew its security licenses, and um, a uh, 
data archive activist or hacker, depending on how you want, how you want to look at her, grabbed everything, just hoovered it all, 50 terabytes of um, information. Much of it uh, may or may not have a lot of evidentiary value in a court of law, given how it was obtained. But all of it directs to people who planned and executed the assault on uh, on uh, 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 the, the the American Capitol uh, last Wednesday. So I'm calling that the greatest the greatest the greatest scrape. And it's so hard to get that out without well, you're trying to say the great escape, eh? Yeah. Um, one of the things that I, I think, and I mean, obviously, lawyers will know a lot more. Um, but one of the things about it, because I, I know what you're talking about with the like, and it was it was attained this way. So you may not be able to put it out, but it was attained from a essentially public facing entity, right? So it will be interesting because it sort of does ride that line between. Whether it should be secure or or whether it's not, because the problem is it's chain of custody. You can't you can't yeah. guarantee who's been holding on to this data for what amount of time, under what conditions, where, and right. um, unless you have a court who slapped a badge on you, saying this person is, you know, an absolute authority in data storage, you can't say that that. Right. I, what I'm trying to say is nobody outside of a court system has the authority to say this data has been kept um, properly. And so I think chain of custody is going to say you can't use it in a court of law. Right. But you better believe the law enforcement agencies and all the three-letter acronyms down in the United States are going to be all over that data because as uh, uh, G, uh, uh, GPS um, data shows – yeah. Those folks were uploading video from like right in the middle of the, like they were in there. There's, there's no doubt about, they know exactly which users were exactly where at exactly what time. There's just no doubt about that. Right. And, and that will, to your point, and in the, well, the chain of custody may be broken, the, we can see the video, right? And that corroborates other facts that may exist within within that same and it tells law enforcement agencies where to look. Simple yeah. as that. I mean, yeah. like, like half half the battle is figuring out that guy did it. Right. The other half is proving it. Right. Um. Well, half is solved. We know they did it. Now, find a piece of evidence you can actually use. Right. Because right. this stuff may or may not be admissible. Right. And now okay. you know what you're looking for. There it is. Right. Like it's easier. You're right. It's easier to find the needle in the haystack if you know where the needle is and have a metal detector. Right. Like. Now I'm not sure we have a lot of political stuff after that because nope. um, that was that was a huge. But again, I, I don't know how we could not mention that story, given just the enormity of it. Right, you know? it is big. But you know another another enormous story that uh, in any other time, in any other if this was 19, 2019 or before that, and hopefully twenty twenty one and after that, this story would have led. Uh, we would have been outraged, freaked right out. Can't believe somebody would say this, but you heard about it. And Danny Sullivan freaked out about it when when he was informed. A uh, Google AdWords sales rep, who has apparently been identified, was telling people that uh, 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 if they were to take out AdWords, they would have better organic placement. Oh yeah! Like any yeah. other time, that would just that would throw me over the moon. Yeah, and and it should. Like that is just. Let me just for, for clarity for anybody listening who might have heard this story, it doesn't. And 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 to me, that is just the there's a variety. There, there's just so many reasons that I'm outraged by this. I'm outraged by this as a business person, uh, just as a you can't lie like that. Like it, it it's a lie. You're 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 selling something. You're you're about to charge somebody money for something they're not going to get. Like you are actually selling them something that they're not going to be receiving from you. So right there, that that should actually, if it's not, just be illegal, right? Because this person, the salesperson, did know, like had to know that. One, like I'm sure that's been like stressed a, a lot at, at, at you know through their through their training program, right? So 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 there's that part. There's a part where I have so many clients, I have so many friends who are not 
text, right? Like I have clients who are like, I got this call from this Google rep and I'm like, it's okay. Like I'm a Google partner. Like we can, we'll like, I'll, I'm happy to talk to them or you can, you can, but I'll like sit on and just understand what they're telling you. Cause half of what they're going to say is to make them money, not you. Right. And, and that sort mm -hmm. of thing, which, which is true. And that's, that's fine. That's like, when I go onto those calls, I understand that that's what they're supposed to do. We're, we're all doing what we're supposed to do now. Um, so I don't blame them for, for that side of things, as long as there is intent to, to provide value. But when I think of that client, or, or that person without maybe the phone a friend to call an SEO, just taking, they would have no way of knowing that that is wrong. They haven't heard Danny say, they haven't heard John say, no, these are fundamentally different areas. We keep them blocked off. Like they haven't heard them say that a thousand times, right? We have. So that's outrageous because I have so many friends, clients who could easily get sucked into that and believe it. Um, and if they didn't know to ask me, they, they would never never know and, and there's people who want to believe that too eh? they want to believe that's a shortcut and and that's my like last outrage is like oh god do, are we dealing with this again right like it, it's just like one of those and i'm sure like john Mueller has to deal with this a lot so when we're rolling our eyes that's like that but it's just like not this again right like no it doesn't it just doesn't there there may uh, there may be nuances and things where you can impact something versus another but they're they're not direct and i by that i'm just going with the the you can improve your click-through rate on organic if you're appearing twice. So if they see you on paid and they see you on organic, name recognition may include click-through rate, which may impact how trustable, sure. right? Like you, you may get into some stuff like that, but there's not a, I gave them some money. And so now I went from position five to two, right? Like there zero direct that. line, absolutely um, zero yeah, direct it, line. It, exactly. The rest of it, like you just get into normal marketing past that. So, and, and this just as like a remind, like just a, shadow of a doubt for people to, to believe that <laughs> that rubbish just makes me go oh i don't want this story to be coming up again so anyway well, yes, i hope the guy I, got I, fired how many times you got to beat yeah, yeah we just for, for, for people who are a bit newer in the industry we've had to beat this story down five or six times over the years i mean it just comes yeah. up and up again like a bad penny here's a cool one uh the one that you just posted in in in, in our chat uh Google launching subtopics ranking. Uh, they, uh, they, Google actually really launched something they were they were talking about. It's, it's actually happening. Um, yeah. Subtopics. That's kind of cool, eh? Yeah, I mean, it, it just like how much does this make sense? And then you put that in connection with um, with passage ranking and stuff so, like which which hasn't launched, mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But but it will, yeah. Um, but this idea of not just connecting the dots when they're, when they're looking at your page from a, are you fulfilling what this specific searcher wants, but also what other things do they probably want? And it, it's interesting because I, I've written about this in the past. So have others, like I'm not claiming any like great insights here about when you look at the search results page, just to look at what Google's doing and go, Oh, okay. When I look up like things to do in New York, it shows like a bunch of it, you know, in, in their knowledge graph it shows a bunch of different boroughs on a map. It shows like some top events. So like basically these are subtopics of the main topic of things to do in New York. So if I want to rank for things to do in New York, this is basically what I'm reading. This as Google pulling in that idea of if you look at the search result or, or, or other data, but this is just an easy example because it's free for everybody and go, okay, let's look at the things that aren't direct to the question, but clearly imply that users who search this also are interested in the borough of Manhattan, right? The, the borough of Brooklyn, whatever, right? And they're also interested in this tour bus, right? Or, or whatever they're, they're mixing into the search results page and these types of videos or whatever, taking those subtopics and, and looping them in. And this seems to be Google, because I've written about it, so have others, um, finally taking this step of going, okay, formally, we're moving this subtopic set in and going, if you're con, not, doesn't have to be the specific page necessarily, but if we can see that they, this searcher looking up things to do in New York is going to land at your site. And then also you have a page on the five boroughs. You also have pages on, you know, all these different important subtopics. Naturally, you're more likely to, I would look at that as just user intent matching. Clearly the algorithm is, is going to start to formally favor that type of stuff. So content writers out there rejoice. How do you, <laughs> how would an SEO tell their client to prepare for this? write content that might relate to this aspect or that aspect or this aspect or that aspect of uh of any given topic um 
my funny example that I was trying to work out as, as a joke while you were talking, Dave, like fun things to do in New York where you know, get a, a Yankees yeah. uh, symbol or something. Awful things to do while in New York. You get a New York Jets symbol. Um, <laughs> but Or catch COVID. Um, I think this is a really cool thing. And, 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 and it it's, reminds me a lot of, of what they're going to be doing with passages. Um, yeah. Although I think this is a little bit different in that it's um, topic matching across the website rather than um, trying to determine the intent of your query and then deep diving into the content to, uh, to uh, pull up like little snippets that might relate to or answer the question found in the query. Yeah, I mean, and that is a really, really interesting difference. And it's almost as if they're the opposite thing, both to the same goal of solving the, the user's intent. But in one case, we're taking a variety of different sort of pieces of content and merging them together. That's what we're seeing here with like the subtopics and going, oh, okay, the totality of the authority is based on a, on a variety um, of different pieces that may be scattered on, on different URLs. Whereas when we're looking at passage indexing, we're looking at a variety of different pieces being pulled from one URL. Right, a variety of different topics being pulled and isolated from from one URL, rather than trying to build building a variety of connections on one URL, rather than what we're talking about here, which is building connections across a variety of URLs, just to understand that somebody interested in New York is also interested in Manhattan, for example. So, in trying to suss this out, like um, my head, at any rate, is going is trying to go towards what's the commonality, what's in the things that Google is 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 um, introducing, especially especially around content in the last uh, couple of months. What's the one commonality in its entities? Yeah. What aspect of this thing I'm, I'm holding up to the camera that Dave and I are sharing is my my coffee cup. So, what aspect of this thing can I describe, and might the search user be interested in learning about buying or um, replicating themselves that's what we got to be adding on to and it's almost like an artificial christmas tree eh? where you just put new boughs in and you add on to it <laughs> then you start decorating it with stuff that, yeah that, that's do you think that analogy will work or what maybe i, I think that analogy christmas? that that works pretty well actually and, and you're right like it all does end up boiling down to entities because that's how google has to see the world they they don't you know, read language like we do, not at least certainly not yet. Um, they have to break it down. And in a way, that's what our brains are doing anyway, right? Like we're, we're using words fluidly, but in my brain, things are going on that are just connecting dots together. So really, we're just high functioning computers. Google just hasn't caught up to the complexity of our, of our brains. Um, but as far <laughs> as what people can do, like if I was a content writer, because at the end of the day, what it boils down to is, yeah, but what do I do? Like we can build all sorts of nifty tools and heck, I'm, I'm working on some just for, for fun and, and interest, um, you know, to, to sort of connect the dots on entities and tell us what to do. But at the end of the day, if we look at all of these things, like if we look actually at, at just these two things, passage indexing and subtopics, what it boils down to is providing the highest likelihood of matching a user's intent in the format that they want it whether it's long form is the best intent with different chunks answering specific questions, or whether it's one central page divided out over subtopics on the website, regardless of how it is, the end goal is we need to provide as complete an answer to a user as possible for the variety of things they could be looking for, not as our user. And I have to keep reminding clients of this, not my user once I have them, Google's user while they're searching. I want blue widgets. That doesn't mean that they want to buy blue widgets, right? Like I need all of the stuff if I want to rank for blue widgets. Now, is that better on one page? Is that better on multiple pages, right? Mm -hmm. that, that's where, that's where these things break down together and go, what Google wants is the best formatted answer that gives easy access to anything the user could want. Really at the end of the day, and you're right, this is awesome for content writers like if i was a high level content writer right now i'd just be salivating going the algorithm is just doing it for me right now oh, um the algorithm is just doing it for me right now <laughs> check this out i got this i i got this one this one client okay this is and then i'm actually kind of bouncing an idea off of you here to see if this will work or not eh okay so i got this client and they've got these um faq like pages but they're not really the faqs but they, it's a bunch of links to articles about a very specific niche topic, okay? 
And so you go to this page, it's about blue widgets. And then there would be something about um, how blue widgets are used, where blue widgets are used, when blue widgets are used, and on and on and on. And a link to an article about just about anything you could think of about the topic, blue, red, or green widgets, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, this, this, these pages are, are ancient. These were, these were designed long before I met these people. So I've got the job of what do we do with all this content? Right. So thinking passages is coming. Here's what I want to do. And I think it's, I think it's so simple. We got, we got like a page that, say, has 17 links to different articles about blue widgets, right? Right. Why not just leave those links in place, put a really nice descriptive paragraph underneath each of those links with, you know, maybe even point form notes that, like, expand on the topic a little bit without giving away the meat of the uh mm-hmm. of, of the top of, of 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 the content on the on the next page but enough that google might just extract that as its passage answer with the juicy link to the next page what do you yeah. think yeah it's interesting you bring that up because i literally was having a very similar conversation with a with a client of mine in the microservices space who has a glossary and gone no they need big long like eight, 900 word explanations of things, but we can cliff notes it into like featured snippet size. And <laughs> right that's maybe- what's going to get the thing on the front page. Yeah. Easily, yeah. that's what's going to be extracted. And um, then you got that juicy ass link all the way in. Well, exactly. And if you're linking internally, and this is, we're just speaking uh, in theory, this hasn't launched, right? I just want to be clear for our listeners. So yeah, we're, yeah, just, yeah, speaking we're just bouncing this around. But if I was Google, where would I land somebody at? Yeah, having this large page with a lot of the different concepts if I just want a topical view, that's a perfect page to land me on. If I happen to want an in-depth understanding of a specific sub-topic or subcategory, right, like we're talking about here, you've provided that nice, easy link to them. So they sort of serve two functions. If they want a topical view, you've given that to them easily, and you've given them very easy access to a more in-depth view of, of what they're going to want. So I, I think it's a great strategy. Truly curious how this is going to work out. Yeah. yeah, me too. Okay. This is a great time to take a break. I want to come back and talk about stuff that that uh, Drain Forrester said about um, us basically being AI oil in a couple of years. Before we could do that, and I, I wish we had Dwayne on to uh, to to to, uh, to expand on the statement, but um, we'll get him on sooner or later. We really will. But before we do that, we got to take a commercial here on Webcology on WMR.fm. So, on behalf of Dave Davis from Beat Sunken and Marketing, this is Jim Hedger from Digital East Media. You are listening to Webcology on WMR.fm. It is the 14th of January, 2021. Stick around. we got more coming up after these messages. Looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. For maximum customer engagement and retention, choose CleverTap. CleverTap is a leading customer engagement and retention platform that helps digital brands maximize lifetime value. Over 8,000 apps around the world, including Vodafone, Star, and Sony, trust CleverTap to improve user engagement, boost retention, and fuel long-term revenue growth. Learn more at CleverTap.com. That's CleverTap.com. takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. On, on, excuse me, on WMR.fm. <laughs> it is the uh, 14th of January, 2021. And, uh, you know the old saying, uh, this is the first day of the rest of your life, sucker. Uh, well, they usually don't add the word sucker. I, I, I added that because uh, it's 2020, 2021, you know, yeah. um, just felt appropriate. So we're, I, Douglas Copeland, uh, uh, artist, the, the guy who wrote Microsurfs or uh, Generation X, um, came up with a, with a, with a, 
term that I think really, really describes our culture. And I, I, I've said it before, um, describes our time perfectly, though. It's called acceleration culture. Everything moves faster and faster and faster. We can do things faster uh, than, than we ever could before. And every 18 months, we can tend to be able to do things two, three, or four times as quickly as we were the time period before. Uh, what was it? Two years ago, IBM just completely crushed Moore's Law by um, by speeding up or adding uh, eight by speeding up the chip by eight degrees rather than by two degrees. Um, so uh, 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 eight hundred times faster than the previous. Um, in that, we do more things, learn more things, and again, move way, way, way faster. Artificial intelligence and the way it's just, I mean, like four years ago, we were talking about AI as this thing that was on the horizon. And now AI is making is making the very decisions that are um, running our economies and uh, in many ways programming our lives. And it's all happened so fast. So Google has created a trillion parameter artificial intelligence language model. Dwayne Forrester, Forrester, um, uh, one of the guys who helped create the Bing search engine, um, I guess he read read the paper and his uh, eyes fell out of of his head and chin hit his chest and he wrote, this is some deep level work, but one that impacts SEO on some levels. I can see a time when traditional SEO won't be able to keep up. It's going to be an artificial artificial intelligence meet art, meets artificial intelligence world. So again, I wish we could have, have Dwayne on to expand on the, uh, on the statement, but uh, in, in, in saying that it was a uh, frightening, frightening is the right word. A, uh, I think it's prescient. Um, what do you think that means for, for, for what we do for SEO? I mean, I'm not ready to retire in a couple of years. <laughs> Well, and I don't, I don't think it, it means that we, we need to retire. I, I think he's on, on, on to something on, on the right track. I, I mean, and I, I'd love to have him on and I, I mean, it, it's sweet, right? Like I love the guy. So I'd happily go, I think you're on the right track, but I, I don't think, or at least the way it was presented shorthand on social media, right? I, I'm sure Dwayne is well aware of all the, the complexities involved in, in the statement like that. Um, but one of the things that, I have to take when, when I read this and I have looked over the, the uh, only the venture beat article. I haven't actually dug, dug into the document right now. Um, but looking at it, it, it reminds me a lot of the, actually, and I, I talked about it last week, the, 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 the document that I'm reading right now on, on Smith. And it reminds me a lot of that. So we, it basically, these kinds of documents give us lead time. Um, and, and what I mean by that is just because you can do a trillion parameters, doesn't mean you can do a trillion parameters at scale across every website, well. right? Like it doesn't, maybe you can do those parameters, but just the raw computing power required to accomplish what they're doing there, when you cascade that across the web as a whole, becomes enormous, right? And it's very similar, like when, when I'm, you know, the, the Smith document, it's sort of, it's now you're doing in two steps what Bert does in one, right? Like you've actually made your computing power more, you're accomplishing a whack more out of that. That's why it's better. But we're, we're going to hit the same thing here where just the, the, the computing power, it's getting better and better. But to deploy this, that sort of our safety net is when you've got people like Dwayne going, pay attention to this because in a few years, what he very well may be meaning is it's going to take us a few years to get the hardware up to, to snuff to actually do this at scale and, and sort of tweak the code enough to, to start limiting um you know how much resource power it's actually taking because first iterations of these things are never as fully optimized as as they can be um you know once once a bunch of people get their hands on it new new libraries start to get written but um i, I think when we get into the big picture of, of, of the question that we're asking here is what happens to us as seos is it ai versus ai well maybe Maybe it will. Will AI be writing the content? Yep. Maybe, but who tells it what to do? Like I view a lot of these things and, and we saw this with like even tools back in the like late sort of 2000s before even like the 2010s where it's like, well, and these tools could all of a sudden do a lot of this stuff we did. SEO is bigger now than it was then, right? Even though a lot of our job was replaced. Why? Because it replaced the mundane crap we all hated to do, right? Like it replaced the 
uncreative, manually going through sites, trying to find things. WordPress hadn't rolled, manually building sites out of tables. <laughs> like, you know what? I, I remember 12 years ago, manually writing site maps. Right. That right. was horrible. <laughs> and and they're, they're horrible. So now we have these tools doing it. No problem, because it's still a battleground. There's still the top 10. Right? I mean, okay, it'll be like top whatever when we're talking about in three years, but it, it's, it's still a battleground for number one, and it's going to take something to make that difference. AI versus AI isn't going to win, right? Like, th- then it's just a, a minor battle of increments, right? Because as different AI starts to fight its way up, and my AI mm-hmm. pits itself against Jim's AI, and then what happens if two people start using the same software system, same libraries? Who wins, right? Like, it, that that battleground will still need tiebreakers. And who are the tiebreakers? The devs and the SEOs and, and the people. Now, our job is going to be different. We're going to be interpreting very different data and going, this is the content. This is user intent. We'll have AI tools estimating user intent matching parameters and stuff like you know, pulling in queries and, and helping us craft content, maybe even writing it. But it's taking us to go, this content, this layout, this structure, um, and, and that sort of thing. If nothing else, we might not be the manufacturers, but we're going to be the tiebreakers. And those tiebreakers are going to be incredibly valuable. Those people that come in and go, this marketing in this way. This well, not, is what people want. Not just that. Um, and I absolutely agree with you. But but I also I also see other roles as well. One of the one of the one of the things that's um, really taken off for me in the last um, six months or so is um, just analysis. Uh, I have done more and now just straight up analytics work than uh, in, in the, in the last six months than I think any other period of my career. And I think that speaks to a lot of companies wanting um, this is, again, this is, this is an extraordinary time. I think a lot of companies just want touchstones and they want to know exactly where they're at right now so they can project themselves ahead into the future. But, in an AI world, the work of the SEO is going to be understanding what's going on and be able to interpret numbers, interpret experiences. And uh, I, did this, I did this amazingly fun data flow uh, report, or I'm sorry, a uh, uh, traffic flow report the other day. Mm-hmm. Saying traffic went from uh, entry page to uh, second page to third page to fourth is one thing. Saying why it went that direction or this right. direction or that direction is quite another. And that's where I think a lot of our work is going to be in the future. Is helping to, to sort of craft and, and direct and, you know, and you're, you're, you're probably right and in reporting and in, and in strategy. Um, well, and one thing that I always have to keep in mind, because I, I've been worried about my profession and, and SEO as a whole for I don't know, it's 2004 <laughs> or something, right? Like when Google really started to ramp things up and, and make things complicated. I don't know why 2004 sticks in my head, but it's like, it's one of the years where I, I just, going back, I could probably look up why it is that things Wasn't that like, around the time you actually opened your own business? Yeah, and, and I guess maybe that's <laughs> you know. it. Maybe that's when I started to realize it was so incredibly difficult. I'm like, oh, this is really hard. <laughs> like when you're doing it on scale for a variety of, of, of different clients and, and, and stuff like that. But um what I'm always reminded was the of is the sort of arrogance that I had then to go. I have to be able to understand Google if we're going to reverse engineer something to do it. If we're going to go, I'm going to build AI to just manufacture what Google wants. What this means is I'm saying I can replicate Google with my algorithms and that I can then knowingly craft exactly what it wants. Maybe I mean there's if I'm Bing or Amazon I could probably pull that off right like if I if that was my only focus and I didn't have shareholders going why did you just spend fifty billion dollars to do this <laughs> like that's not not that's a cost prohibitive thing to do um, yeah I'm just making up fifty billion obviously but a, 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 a big ton of money um, to to accomplish that maybe you could get something close but then by then of course Google's moved so you're always going to need humans to go okay, this, this is a, a, a sort of creative interpretation. As we were talking about, collectively, our brains are better than machines. That's just like, collectively. Some of them aren't working as well, and, and we all know who we're <laughs> talking about there. But, um, you know, uh, some of the, you know, they, they, they just do operate it at that scale. Um, so 
we will always be more creative, even if it's just intuition. And we also hit stuff where, and it's some of the most brilliant stuff I've, I've ever seen is some of it's just going, this just happened in the real world. This event just happened. I can capitalize on this in a creative way, right? Like you saw that big, like brick thing. And then American air, like the brick in the desert, that not a brick, like that big sort of monolith in the desert and American airlines, like that looks like our like direction signs. And they like dropped, you know, that into one of their, um, you know, shared hey, good for stuff. Them. And it's like, right. A machine doesn't do that. Right. I mean, maybe eventually we can get there, but, and even if we did and went, it would there, it won't be as creative as we are only because it's not a flaw of it. It's because it doesn't have human instinct. And if they can program in human instinct into it, okay, now we've got a different conversation with a very scary scenario well, because if they, if I don't want to program human instinct into artificial intelligence. We're dead. Well, then we have the real Mr. Like Mr. Smiths from uh, from the Matrix. That does not end well for us, I don't hey, think. Speaking of Mr. Smith, or Mr. Smythe, if I will. <laughs> um, so, okay, we're just a jump topic. A jump topic here. Uh, last week, we misdirected you. We uh, we 404'd you all. I am, or, uh, yeah, we actually, we 301'd you to a 404, and I am so sorry about that. Um, Smith? or Smythe, if I will, is uh, it's not actually live. It's a research paper. Right. We found out about it maybe 10 minutes before the show went to air. Um, we found out about it in one of those breathless, oh my God, this is happening posts. And we went with the, oh my God, this is happening post. Right. Smith, which stands for uh, Siamese Multi-Depth Transformer Based Hierarchical Encoder. See, there's an E at the end, which makes me think it should be pronounced Smythe, <laughs> like Eddie says person would um <laughs> is uh again not part of the algorithm no. we said it was and uh for that sorry we screwed up you know what i i do find interesting about that is i will bet and this is just i can only guess but i will bet we were supposed to be right and everything i've i've read on on that report um is it's it's long form content it's it's determining i don't know passages i think we were supposed to be right by the end of december but passage indexing got pushed and so then we were wrong so i blame google i don't think we were wrong i think we were we were supposed to be right in our announcement it's just that google messed up everything worked according to clockwork (laughs) from the pr perspective it's just the techies (laughs) who screwed this up exactly exactly there you go Um, And and of course the report's saying it worked great maybe it's smythe who ended up screwing this up, and, and now now it couldn't roll out. So maybe it's not as good as Bert. <laughs> well, <laughs> keep in mind um, that uh, this is coming, um, and uh, uh, it's how to say this. Google has been saying all along through its spokespersons, through Danny, through uh, uh, John Mueller, through uh, Gary Ease, etc., that there ain't nothing you can do to prepare a website for. Um, for the effect of, let's say, BERT, Google Passages, uh, uh, the Smith uh, filter or algorithm when it comes on. But that's not true. It's that there's not a lot of technical improvements you can make to a website, except you can make the website as good as possible. So it's better than the next guys. And you can work with your language and the way you use your language and the connections you make with your language, because that's what Google's doing. So you can do stuff about it. We know that Smith Smythe is coming. Not here yet, which we you know, mea culpa. But uh, uh, you spent uh, because we reported, and just you know, we screwed up. But because we reported, Dave Davies is a hell of a lot more informed about Smith than he was last week because he took the time to read up on that. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's a fascinating, fascinating document. Um, learning about sort of how this works. And it, it made me frustrated in a bunch of ways. It made me interested in, in, a, in a bunch of ways. One of the memes that I saw going around, you know, that absolutely typical, we've all seen it a thousand times, the like picture of like the guy holding his girlfriend's hand and he's looking back and there's the girl looking like shocked at him as he's looking back at another girl. Who right looks like remarkably it. like the first girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and one of the memes that I saw going around was had John Mueller's face as the guy and Bert as the girlfriend, like the, the, the now jealous girlfriend and agent Smith as, as the one that's looking at. And I, I think first off, that's an incredibly misleading idea. The, Smith is not meant to be a replacement of Bert. It's not a favorite child. So, so to speak. 
um, it, it serves an entirely different function. And, and I know it got reported as it's better. It, it did surpass Bert at a job. But I, I liken that to, I, I do some, some work for a machine learning tool manufacturer. And can you say Dave does a great job at SEO better than any of the people that work here? I like to think so. If we're talking about anything related to machine learning though, <laughs> like everybody on their staff is better than me. So what I mean by that is I have my function. I can do a job better. That's why I was brought in. So I can do this one job better, just like Smith can perform this one task better. It's an important task. It is understanding long form content and breaking up into chunks where you look at Bert and the way it's trained is really just to understand individual words in a sentence, right? In, in sort of a, a short form uh, sentence, right? It's got like, it's, it's, 512 character, right? Like it's, it's, it's meant for short text. Whereas with Smith, we get into longer text and, and being able to replace passages and paragraphs. That's how it's being trained. Right. So it's, 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 it's meaning to understand larger forms of content are both important. Heck yeah. Right. Like I need to know, I need to be able to not just recognize short to short. And this is, this is talked about in the content and, and there are applications for that going, I just need to be able to match short content with short content. I also need to be able to match short and long content where like this, I got a short question, but I need to understand the relevance in a long passage of, of, of content. I might have this like long winded, you know, you've heard me talk, right? Like I may have a long winded question that has a three word answer. So I might be going long to short. This one application or this one system is built for long to long, right? It's to map relationships between two long pieces of content uh, or, or two long concepts. So, I mean, it, I'm sorry, I just had to rant about the frustration. Other than that, there's all sorts of fascinating things in there. But one of the, the things that I think means it, it it's a lot more difficult than I think they think it is or, or saying that it is, is it's a, now a two-step process. They're actually doing both of these things. They're using the BERT encoder well, or, or some semblance of something like the BERT encoder to first do the within the short form content. Then they're adding in a second and going, okay, all these encoding metrics. Now we're going to do all that encoding among this larger block of content. So we're going to look at how I'm going to shorthand BERT. I'm sure it's not BERT. They'll have a different system doing it, but it operates like BERT to go, okay, first we're going to encode the the the, the first sentence, say. I, I'm just going with sentence because it's an easy shorthand as well. Um, and go, we're going to do this sentence. Then 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 Smith is going to come in and look at the whole thing and grab an understanding of it. Okay, now it's going to compare it. And then BERT's going to go through the next one and pick everything. Then Smith will be in. And then it's going to compare these sort of and the, the process is larger. And I'll be the first to say, I'm not a machine learning expert. So I only half understand what's going on there between these, these pieces, but you had these two encodings and then it's being able to predict which one would come next and then attach it to other sort of chunks of content around the web. Um, but it's not to say is BERT unnecessary? Is BERT worse? No, BERT serves a function. It's actually necessary for Smith, but it also serves its own function because a lot of us have short questions needing short answers. <laughs> and so BERT only needs to be able to rip that out and go, okay, you actually just need a featured snippet answer. And you're only asking what's the temperature, right? Like this does not require Smith. And that's most of how we communicate, right? It's just a short form, right? If I wanted to build a chat bot, would I be using Smith? No. No, I wouldn't. Rarely. I mean, I, I might if I was having it like read through like massive medical documents or something like that. But for the most part, no, I wouldn't. I'd be using something like Bert and go quick question, quick answer. If it's not a quick answer, send it to an operator <laughs> like, or like send it to an agent. Right. Like that's that's how these things work anyway. We um, got a pop to commercial any second here. But you just, you just reminded me of the, just the weirdest story I read this week, which was uh Researchers at Microsoft are trying to grab a hold of individual personalities and, uh, well, basically turn them into chatbots when you die. <laughs> so I want to be put on a plumbing site, personally. I want to be, I want to be the greeter on a plumbing site. The hell are you doing? What do you want? <laughs> no. Go. No. Your toilet smells. It's like this is me. I can say whatever I want. I don't care. I don't know. I don't know nothing about plumbing. <laughs> so I'd be a perfect chatbot for him. Anyway, I, that was the weirdest story of I, I read all week. Like uh, I've, I've, I've heard of being pressed into a diamond or being sent to the sun, but turned into a chatbot. That's that's what I really want. 
Yeah, I think it's a personally, I think it's a horrible, horrible idea. I'm like, <laughs> okay, if you want to take like the the people you were leaving behind and make it almost impossible for them to just sort of move on, they will always have this thing that has a semblance of you, right? I, I mean, I just think for emotionally on the people you are leaving behind, it is a horrible, horrible idea. But we all want to live forever, right? So will people do it? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, I, I can envision a time when corporations will sell you the right to be their chatbot for X number of years afterwards, especially if you want to annoy people. For instance, I want to be the chatbot for my local ISP. <laughs> and you want to tell the chat, yeah, I know we suck, right? <laughs> it's okay, sir. We have somebody on it. They know what they're doing. They'll be there on Monday. Yeah, uh, shut up. <laughs> okay. We got to take a break. We are, we are seriously, seriously eating time here on Webcology on WMR.fm. So on behalf of Dave Davies and Peace Argument at Mark, Peace Jim Hedrick, Digital News Media, you're listening to Webcology, recorded live to podcast on the 14th of January, 2021 on WMR.fm. Stick around. We're back after these messages. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one training. A weekly podcast for you or your company. Distribution to almost every podcast portal. An embeddable player for your website. An ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts. And much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Webcology takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm or wmr.fm. It is the uh, 14th of January, 2021. This is Jim Hedger from Digital News Media and Dave Davies from BSOC Internet Marketing. And uh, we were talking earlier about how AI is you know, going to eventually turn us all into uh, machine oil. Well, WordPress, if you're a uh, website developer, WordPress is a step ahead of AI because uh, WordPress, WordPress driving like 40% of websites out there is uh, about to offer a website development service. Now, here's the neat thing about WordPress. WordPress is, is bigger than you might think it is. Most people think of WordPress, they think of the content, the, the free content management system. Mm-hmm. But WordPress is actually a large business creating systems to work on that large free content management system. The uh, corporate arm of WordPress is called Automatica. It runs uh, WordPress.com, WooCommerce, Jetpack, Gravatar, and um, Askinet, the uh, the, uh, 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 spam, the spam killing software, all of which run on uh, WordPress. Um, but WordPress is now getting into the web development business. Uh oh, yeah. I, I can hear the people out there going, "Uh oh, don't panic." <laughs> They're actually aiming at uh, other CMSs like Wix or Squarespace. Uh, they're going to be introducing the, the lowest price for web development business is going to be prices starting around forty nine hundred dollars. But again, uh, Matt Munwig, the guy who started WordPress, still runs it, uh, suggests that, again, they're targeting Wix and Squarespace rather than uh, uh, traditional website designers. Well, here's something for SEOs to bitch about, eh? Yeah. Um, It'll be interesting to see where this goes. I think in some ways it's negative, right? I mean, uh, 
only because, and I mean this for like, I don't do web dev, nor do I ever have any dream of doing that or pulling that on as a service. I don't want to argue about colors of blue with clients, right? Like, I don't I'll, ever want to do that again. Yeah, that, that yeah I, I think all of us have done it once. And I went, oh, that's why I don't do that. Because I could go get a job <laughs> at Starbucks and earn more money per hour by the time this contract is over. Um, I know there's web devs that don't, but that's those of us that left it pretty quickly have tried it once and went, nope. <laughs> um but so I think their price, I think coming in at that price is, I don't know, kind of them to not come in with some like cut rate sort of like, we're just going to like blast out all web developers. Like they're clearly not trying to like cull uh, WordPress developers out, which is a, is a good move on their part. Um, I, I don't love it for, for a couple different reasons, mainly, right. It does set sort of a, a bar. People will like want that like premium service and like right through WordPress, who can do it better? Well, can they do it better? Or are they going to have people who are jack of all trades? Um, I know mm-hmm. your friend and mine, I, I just saw some, some, some tests being done uh, from your friend of mine, Jeremy Knopf, um, who, who's building a WordPress team. Sorry, Jeremy, I'm talking about this out of school here, but I, I'm going to hope you're okay with it. Um, and I'd look at some of the speed reports um, that he had pulled. And I mean, they're just, Outrageous! Outrageous! Well, yeah, no, no, like, no, no. He's 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 hitting between ninety and a hundred on uh, yeah insights, it, is he not? It, exactly, exactly. And will these sites ever be able to push that? Probably not, because they're not going to be. They're going to be using themes that are more they're bloated, you know, bloated, they're and, and universally plugins, applied. All the yeah. plugins and stuff. Let's face it. Exactly, exactly. So I think it'll it'll provide opportunities for the developers, the the really really good developers, and the lower and i don't mean lower end in talent i mean the ones who charge under three thousand dollars for for like a, a reasonable sized website um you know those ones will be untouched the the extremely talented the people who are building their own themes the people who are like clients are the you's and me's and, and the clients that we probably serve where it's like i'm willing to battle for slightly faster right like i'm willing to pay more for slightly people will pay 10 15 uh, grand for a site yeah for for just to make sure that there's nothing slowing it down ever mm-hmm. um you know, but I, I do worry about the, the middle ground ones because I look even as a, like, I'm a business owner and I'd look and go, well, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I at least know I'm going to get good with my, my 5K, right? Like, I, I'm, I'm virtually guaranteed that it will be good. It may not be the best, but it will be good. Great, right? Like, a, a lot of people don't couldn't filter any, pa- any further past that anyway by themselves. They couldn't tell good versus bad. And so I'm sure if you go to WordPress, you know you're going to get good may not be cutting edge but it's going to be good i I shouldn't say that too too much because i don't know that it won't be but i'm guessing that it won't be um and and so it'll be it'll be interesting to see sort of how that plays out and i often worry it's why i like the um google model over the amazon model i often worry when you pull in more overhead now you've made things more difficult. Things were going really, really well. And it's why like Amazon, they've got like manufacturing, they're buying jets to like fly around now. Like they've got a lot of overhead. Google's overhead is only what's necessary for the most part to serve ads. <laughs> like that's pretty much what their overhead is there to do. Yeah, they've got cloud and stuff like that as overhead, but really the lion's share of their overhead is, is in the area of their core competency. Um, you know, and, and that concerns me on Amazon. Are they trying to bite off? That, that makes them more risky um in, in in my eyes and i see that with wordpress here is okay are, are you biting off a little more than you can chew because if this doesn't go well you've got additional costs and maybe that's why they're coming in limited right now and going we don't know so we're going to test this out with like half a million dollars <laughs> like we're going to put some money out there we'll see how that goes if it grows great we've got new revenue if not uh, we we won't but i will be watching this with with great interest and in seeing how some of their sites perform in search and um, in in the metrics, so well that that's coming. That's the 2021 thing. It'll be here. Okay, um, selling domains based on the domain's SEO value. Google's come out with a well. Some Google spokespersons have come out with uh, fairly definitive statements. One of which being, no. The other rich being that's silly. Uh, the third and the best of them was uh, John Mueller's quote: "I bid them." Good luck. Selling a domain based on an um, SEO footprint sounds a bit like selling a car based on topped up gas tank. That's from John Mueller. Um, what is that? Have you ever considered like the SEO value of a domain you might be purchasing? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but you know what? Of course, I was an affiliate marketer in the early 2000s. So yeah, I, I, I have. Would I still, like, would I look at a domain's history before doing an acquisition? Would I buy one? And I don't mean for, for main company domains. I mean, I still dabble in a little affiliate marketing. Looking at history is one thing. That's, that's, that's yeah. essential. Absolutely essential. Um, but I would be more prone to buy a, would I purchase a live site? Never dead, not picking up. Like if it's an expired domain and, and then I'm now like a new buyer there, I, I think may, if there's anything, it's accidental um, in, in value passed through that links. Like I think Google's smart enough to go, nope, new thing right here. <laughs> like, here's the line. Everything we saw before that's irrelevant. All sometimes they are. Although I, I know that a porn, if, if you get seriously hit with an adult, that domain gets hit as an adult domain. Yeah. That sticks with it forever. Well, no, and that and that makes away. perfect sense. But I mean, I mean more on the positive. Would I buy one? And would I buy one that it expired just because it was good? No, probably not. Would I buy an active one that happened to be for sale that I knew I could really use, but I would want to just transition? Like I've just bought a company and I'm just going to transition that and all of its juiciness over into my name. Uh, yeah, like I I, I don't see. When when Adobe bought Macromedia, do I think Google would, even if it happened right now, would go, okay, well, none of that weight from Macromedia is coming over, right? Like it's, it's a new thing. A new person bought it. No, a new person bought it. It's the same thing in a new location. So if I purchased that domain and went, yeah, it was a health, natural health. I got my, you know, as you know, I got my start natural health sort of stuff in affiliate. So it's a natural health site and it still is. It's just being improved upon, improved upon in air quotes, um, you know, and, and, but you know, some of the core areas are being kept and they're just maintained or whatever. Like basically I'm treating it as if I'm going to redesign it because I'm a new owner and, and, and move it forward from there and basically carry this forward. Yeah. I think you can transition SEO value. And would I, if the price was right, yeah, yeah, I would. Um, would I do that with a core site, like my own business site? No, but I, I don't know why I'd be, like I wouldn't buy a good domain and then redirect it to mine or something like that. I think you're running some some real risks um, with doing something like that. But I'll be quite honest, I've got back orders on some good domains, right? And I've got monitoring on some good domains just to go, I'll run this test. It's actually on the, the first part where I'm like, I don't think this counts. And I'm like, oh, okay, I've got some backwards. <laughs> so I'm just going, but let's find out, shall we? Um, so when when one of those comes through, um, I'll, I'll let you know whether, if, if whether it how, how that through, goes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Couple, just a couple more uh, quick stories. Um, if you're a publisher, a news publisher, uh, Google's got a gift for you. Google News is now publishing specific um, metrics for uh, uh, news publications that are in its Google News uh, uh, search engine. I don't have any publishers in, in my stable right now. Um, I did a few years ago, and I really, really, really would have valued this information. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And I'm in the same boat. I have, uh, but oddly, I don't right now. Um, I do have people with like some data coming in, but it's so limited, right? Like it's not, they're, they're occasional pieces. You, your blog probably does. My blog will occasionally show up in news somewhere, but um, but nothing like what this is is built to be useful for. But it, it is making me go, gee, I wish I had a publisher now. <laughs> the client, I could be more, way more useful to them. If you're a YouTube broadcaster, Google has also introduced a new metric for you. What's happened on the YouTube channel in a 24-hour period? Uh, often YouTube videos uh, see their greatest viewership in the initial 24 hours after they get posted. Um, and so publishers, especially ones who are monetizing their content, need to know exactly what's happened in those periods. Google's not giving you that information. Lastly, um, and this isn't going to affect a lot of people yet, but it will affect you all in the future. Google just announced that it's going to be uh, crawling HTTP2. Uh, uh, HTTP2 is a new, it's a new uh, hypertext transfer protocol, speed communication between and data transfer between browser servers and various bots. Google's crawling it now. Um, 90 some odd percent of servers out there are, are totally equipped to handle it. I'm not sure how many websites themselves out there are, are, are created in HTML2 or HTTP2, sorry, but um, uh, 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 the hypertext transfer protocol is absolutely crawlable and uh, Google announced that today. 
Perfect. It's something just for people. If you go to keycdn.com, they have a test. You can just run your domain through it and it'll let you know. Yep. That's it. We've gone full circle. Uh, we are at the top of the clock. So on behalf of Dave Davis from B-Song Internet Marketing, this is Jim Hedrick, Digital Always Media. You've been listening to Webcology on WMR.FM. It's uh, the 14th of January, 2021. COVID is still real, friends. And in fact, COVID is so real, it's uh, three, four, five times magnitude it was back in the spring when we were already scared of it. Wash your hands, wear a mask, stay the heck away from other people, and don't touch your face until you've washed your hands really thoroughly. Rank well, stay safe, be kind to people. We'll talk to you next week. The opinions expressed in this WMR.FM program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of WMR.FM. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.